0: section eleven of actions and reactions this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. dot and and reactions by Rudyard Kipling. The puzzler. the puzzler not seen not since the since the when he was minister of ways and woodsides in de ferrars first administration last summer though he nominally held the same portfolio he was his colony's premier in all but name and the idol of his own province which is two and a half times the size of england politically his creed was his growing country and he came over to england to develop a great idea in her behalf believing that he had put it in train i made haste to welcome him to my house for a week that he was chased to my door by his own agent-general in a motor that they turned my study into a cabinet meeting which i was not invited to attend that the local telegraph all but broke down beneath the strain of hundred word coded cables and that i practically broke into the house of a stranger to get him telephonic facilities on a sunday are things i overlook what i objected to was his ingratitude while i thus tore up england to help him so i said why on earth didn't you see your opposite number in town instead of bringing your office work here eh who said he looking up from his fourth cable since lunch see the english minister for ways and woodsides i saw him said penfentenu without enthusiasm it seemed that he had called twice on the gentleman but without an appointment i thought if i wasn't big enough my business was and each time had found him engaged a third party intervening suggested that a meeting might be arranged if due notice were given then said pen i called at the office at ten o'clock but they'd be in bed i cried one of the babies was awake he told me that-that my sort of questions he slapped the pile of cables were only taken between eleven and two so i waited and when you got to business i asked he made a gesture of despair it was like talking to children they'd never heard of it and your opposite number penfenten you described him hush you mustn't talk like that i shuddered he's one of the best of good fellows you should meet him socially i've done that too he said have you heaven forbid i cried but that's the proper thing to say oh he said all the proper things only i thought as this was england that they'd more or less have the hang of all the general hang together of my idea but i had to explain it from the beginning ah they probably mislaid the papers i said and i told him the story of a three million pound insurrection caused by a deputy under-secretary sitting upon a mass of green labelled correspondence instead of reading it i wonder it doesn't happen every week he answered you mind my having the agent-general to dinner again to-night i'll wire and he can motor down the agent-general arrived two hours later a patient and expostulating person visibly torn between the pulling devil of a rampant colony and the placid baker of a largely uninterested england but with penfentenew behind him he had worked for he told us that lord lundie the law lord was the final authority on the legal and constitutional aspects of the great idea and to him it must be referred good heavens alive thundered penfentenu i told you to get that settled last christmas it was the middle of the house-party season said the agent-general mildly lord Lundy's at credence green now he spends his holidays there it's only forty miles off shan't i disturb his holiness said pen heavily perhaps my sort of questions he snorted mayn't be discussed except at midnight oh don't be a child i said what this country needs said Penfentenyou is and for ten minutes he trumpeted rebellion what you need is to pay for your own protection i cut in when he drew breath and i showed him a yellowish paper supplied gratis by government which is called schedule d to my merciless delight he had never seen the thing before and i completed my victory over him and all the colonies with a brassese naval annual and a statesman year book the agent-general interposed with agent generalities but they were merely provocateurs about ties of sentiment they be blowed said penfentenu what's the good of sentiment towards a kindergarten quite so ties of common funk are the things that bind us together and the sooner you new nations realize it the better what you need is an annual invasion then you'd grow up thank you thank you said the agent-general that's what i am always trying to tell my people but my dear fool pen almost wept do you pretend that these banana fingered amateurs at home are grown up you poor serious pagan man i retorted if you take him that way you'll wreck your great idea will you take him to lord lundie's to said the agent-general promptly i suppose i must i said if you won't not me i'm going home said the agent-general and departed i'm glad that i'm no colonies agent-general penfentenu continued to argue about naval contributions till one fifteen AM, though I was victor from the first. At ten o'clock I got him and his correspondence into the motor, and he had the decency to ask whether he had been unpolished overnight. I replied that I waited an apology. This he made excuse for renewed arguments and used wayside shows as illustrations of the decadence of England for example we burst a tire within a mile of credence green and to save time walked into the beautifully kept little village his eye was caught by a building of pale blue tin stencilled calvinist chapel before whose shuttered windows an italian organ-grinder with a petticoated monkey was playing dolly gray yes that's it snapped the egoist that's a parable of the general situation in england and look at those brutes a huge household removal's van was halted at a public-house the men in charge were drinking beer from blue and white mugs it seemed to me a pretty sight but Penfentenyou said it represented our national attitude lord lundie's summer resting-place we learned was a farm a little out of the village up a hill round which curled a high hedged road only an initiated few spend their holidays at credence green and they have trained the householders to keep the place select penfantenu made a grievance of this as we walked up the lane followed at a distance by the organ-grinder suppose he is having a house-party he said anything's possible in this insane land just at that minute we found ourselves opposite an empty villa its roof was of black slate with bright unweathered ridge tiling its walls were of blood-colored brick cornered and banded with vermiculated stucco work and there was cobalt magenta and purest apple-green window glass on either side of the front door the whole was fenced from the road by a low brick pillared flint wall topped with a cast-iron gothic rail picked out in blue and gold tight beds of geranium calciolaria and lobelia speckled the glass-plat from whose centre rose one of the finest araucarias its other name by the way is monkey puzzler that it has ever been my lot to see it must have been full thirty feet high and its foliage exquisitely answered the iron railings such bijou ne plus ultra replete with all the amenities do not as i pointed out to penfentenew transpire outside of england a hedge swinging sharp right flanked the garden and above it on a slope of daisy dotted meadows we could see lord lundie's tiled and half-timbered summer farmhouse of a sudden we heard voices behind the tree the fine full tones of the unembarrassed english speaking to their equals that tore through the hedge like sleet through rafters that it is not called monkey puzzler for nothing i willingly concede this was a rich and rolling note but on the other hand i submit Milud, that the name implies that it might could would or should be ascended by a monkey and not that the ascent is a physical impossibility i believe one of our south american spider monkeys wouldn't hesitate by jove it might be worth trying if this was a crisper voice than the first a third higher pitched and full of pleasant affectations broke in oh practical men there is no ape here why do you waste one of god's own days on unprofitable discussion give me a match i've a good mind to make you demonstrate in your own person come on bubbles we'll make jimmy climb there was a sound of scuffling broken by squeaks from jimmy of the high voice i turned back and drew penfentenu into the side of the flanking hedge i remembered to have read in a society paper that lord lundie's lesser name was Bubbles. what are they doing penfentenu said sharply drunk just playing superabundant vitality of the race you know we'll watch em i answered the noise ceased my deliver jimmy gasped the ram caught in the thicket and i'm the only one who can talk neapolitan let go my collar he cried aloud in a foreign tongue and was answered from the gate it's the calvinistic organ-grinder i whispered i had already found a practicable break at the bottom of the hedge they're going to try to make the monkey climb i believe here let me look penfentenu flung himself down and rooted till he too broke a peephole we lay side by side commanding the entire garden at ten yards range you know em said Penfentenyou, as i made some noise or other by sight only, the big fellow in flannels is Lord Lundy. The light built one with the yellow beard painted his picture at the last academy. He is as well, R. a swell, RA James Loman. And the brown chap with the hands, Tomling, Sir Christopher Tomling, the South American engineer who built the San Juan Viaduct. I know, said Pen Fentenu. We ought to have had him with us. Do you think a monkey would climb the tree? The organ grinder at the gate fenced his beast with one arm as jimmy talked don't show off your futile accomplishments said lord Lundy. tell him it's an experiment interest him shut up bubbles you aren't in court jimmy replied this needs delicacy giuseppe says interest the monkey the brown engineer interrupted he won't climb for love cut up to the house and get some biscuits bubbles sugar ones and an orange or two no need to tell our womenfolk the huge white figure lobbed off at a trot which would not have disgraced a boy of seventeen i gathered from something jimmy let fall that the three had been at harrow together that tomling has a head on his shoulders muttered Penfentenude. pity we didn't get him for the colony but the question is will the monkey climb be quick jimmy tell the man we'll give him five bob for the loan of the beast now run the organ under the tree and we'll dress it when bubbles comes back sir christopher cried i've often wondered said penfentini whether it would puzzle a monkey he had forgotten the needs of his nation and was earnestly parting the white thorn stems with his fingers giuseppe and jimmy did as they were told the monkey following them with a wary and malignant eye here's a discovery said jimmy the singing part of this organ comes off the wheels he spoke volubly to the proprietor oh it's so as giuseppe can take it to his room a-night's and play it do you hear that the organ-grinder after his day's crime plays his accursed machine for love for love chris and michael angelo was one of em don't jaw tell him to take the beast's petticoat off said sir christopher tomling lord lundie returned very little winded through a gap higher up the hedge they're all out thank goodness he cried but i've rated what i could marron's glaces, candied fruit and a bag of oranges excellent said the world-renowned contractor jimmy you're the lightweight. jump up on the organ and impale these things on the leaves as i hand em i see said jimmy capering like a spring-buck upward and onward eh first he'll reach out for how infernal prickly these leaves are this biscuit next we'll lure him on that's about the reach of his arm with the maringlace and then he'll open out this orange how human how like your ignoble career bubbles with care and elaboration they ornamented that tree's lower branches with sugar-topped biscuits oranges bits of banana and marin's glaces, till it looked very ape's path to paradise unchain the gyascutus said sir christopher commandingly giuseppe placed the monkey atop of the organ where the beast, misunderstanding stood on his head he's throwing himself on the mercy of the court said jimmy no now he's interested now he's reaching after higher things what wouldn't i give to have here he mentioned a name not unhonoured in british art ambition plucking apples of sodom the monkey had pricked himself and was swearing genius hampered by convention oh there's a whole bushelful of allegories in it give him time he's balancing the probabilities said lord lundie the three closed round the monkey hanging on his every motion with an earnestness almost equal to ours the great judge's head seamed and vertical forehead iron mouth and pike-like under jaw all set on that thick neck rising out of the white flannel collar was thrown against the puckered green silk of the organ front as it might have been a cameo of titus jimmy with raised eyes and parted lips fingered his grizzled chestnut beard and i was near enough to note the capable beauty of his hands sir christopher stood a little apart his arms folded behind his back one heavy brown boot thrust forward chin in as curved and black eyebrows lowered to shade the keen eyes giuseppe's dark face between flashing earrings a twisted rag of red and yellow silk round his throat turned from the reaching yearning monkey to the pink and white biscuit spiked on the bronze leafage and upon them all fell the serious and workmanlike sun of an english summer forenoon field de saint-louis montez au ciel said lord Lundy suddenly in a voice that made me think of black-caps i do not know what the monkey thought because at that instant he leaped off the organ and disappeared there was a clash of broken glass behind the tree the monkey's face distorted with passion appeared at an upper window of the house and a starred hole in the stained-glass window to the left of the front door showed the first steps of his upward path we've got to catch him cried sir christopher come along they pushed at the door which was unlocked yes but consider the ethics of the case said jimmy isn't this burglary or something bubbles settle that when he's caught said sir christopher we're responsible for the beast a furious clanging of bells broke out of the empty house followed by muffed gurglings and trumpetings what the deuce is that i asked half aloud the plumbing of course said Penfentenyou, what a pity i believe he'd have climbed if lord Lundy hadn't put him off wait a moment chris said jimmy the interpreter giuseppe says he may answer to the music of his infancy giuseppe therefore will go in with the organ orpheus with his lute you know avante orpheus there's no neapolitan for bathroom but i fancy your friend is there i'm not going into another man's house with a hurdy-gurdy said lord Lundy, recoiling as giuseppe unshipped the working mechanism of the organ it developed a hang-down leg from its wheels slipped a strap round his shoulders and gave the handle a twist don't be a cad bubbles was jimmy's answer you couldn't leave us now if you were on the woolsack play orpheus the coddy accompanies with a whoop a buzz and a crash the organ sprang to life under the hand of giuseppe and the procession passed through the grain to imitate walnut front door a moment later we saw the monkey ramping on the roof he'll be all over the township in a minute if we don't head him said penfentenu leaping to his feet and crashing into the garden we headed him with pebbles till he retired through a window to the tuneful reminder that he had left a lot of little things behind him as we passed the front door it swung open and showed jimmy the artist sitting at the bottom of a newly cleaned staircase he waggled his hands at us and when we entered we saw that the man was stricken speechless his eyes grew red red like a ferret's and what little breath he had whistled shrilly at first we thought it was a fit and then we saw that it was mirth the inopportune mirth of the artistic temperament the house palpitated to an infamous melody punctuated by the stump of the barrel organs one leg as giuseppe above moved from room to room after his rebel slave now and again a floor shook a little under the combined rushes of lord lundie and sir christopher tomling who gave many and contradictory orders but when they could they cursed jimmy with splendid thoroughness have you anything to do with the house panted jimmy at last because we're using it just now he gulped and i'm a uh, keeping cave all right said penfintinu and shut the hall door jimmy you unspeakable blackguard jimmy you cur you coward lord Lundy's voice overbore the flood of melody come up here giuseppe's saying something we don't understand jimmy listened and interpreted between hiccups he says you'd better play the organ bubbles and let him do the stalking the monkey knows him by jove he's quite right said sir christopher from the landing take it bubbles at once my god said lord Lundy in horror the chase reverberated over our heads from the attics to the first floor and back again bodies and voices met in collision and argument and once or twice the organ hit walls and doors then it broke forth in a new manner he's playing it said jimmy i know his acute justinian ear are you fond of music i think lord Lundy plays very well for a beginner i ventured ah that's the trained legal intellect like mastering a brief i haven't got it he wiped his eyes and shook hi said pen looking through the stained-glass window down the garden what's that a household removals van in charge of four men had halted at the gate a husband and his wife householders beyond question quavered irresolutely up the path he looked tired she was certainly cross in all this haphazard world the last couple to understand a scientific experiment i laid hands on jimmy the clamor above drowning speech and with Penfentenyou's aid propped him against the window that he should see he saw nodded fell as an umbrella can fall and kneeling beat his forehead on the shut door pen slid the bolt the furniture men reinforced the two figures on the path and advanced spreading generously hadn't we better warn them upstairs i suggested no i'll die first said jimmy i'm pretty near it now besides they call me names i turned from the artist to the administrator Ceteris paribus i think we'd better be going said Penfentenyou, dealer in crises. Ta- take me with you said jimmy i've no reputation to lose but i'd like to watch em from er outside the picture there's always a modus wendy Penfentenyou murmured and tiptoed along the hall to a back door which he opened quite silently we passed into a tangle of gooseberry bushes where at his statesmanlike example we crawled on all fours and regained the hedge here we lay up secure in our alibi but your firm the woman was wailing to the furniture removals men your firm promised me everything should be in yesterday and it's to-day you should have been here yesterday the last tenants ain't out yet lydy said one of them lord Lundy, was rapidly improving in technique though organ-grinding unlike the law is more of a calling than a trade and he hung occasionally on a dead centre giuseppe i think was singing but i could not understand the drift of sir christopher's remarks they were spanish the woman said something we did not catch you might ave sublet it the man insisted or your gentleman heir might but i didn't send for the police at once i wouldn't do that lydie they're only fruit-pickers on a beano they aren't particular where they sleep you mean they've been sleeping there i only had it cleaned last week get them out oh if you say so we'll ave em out of it in two twos alf fetch me the spare swingle bar. don't you'll knock the paint off the door get them out what the ell else am i trying to do for you lydie the man answered with pathos but the woman wheeled on her mate edward they're all drunk here and they're all mad there do something she said edward took one short step forward and sighed Hello? in the direction of the turbulent house the woman walked up and down the very figure of domestic tragedy the furniture men swayed a little on their heels and got him the shout rang through all the windows at once it was followed by a blood hound like bay from sir christopher a maniacal prestissimo on the organ and loud cries for jimmy but jimmy at my side rolled his congested eyeballs owl-wise i never knew them he said i'm an orphan the front door opened and the three came forth to short-lived triumph i had never before seen a law-lord dressed as for tennis with a stump-leg barrel organ strapped to his shoulder but it is a shy bird in this plumage lord Lundy strove to disembarrass himself of his accoutrements much as an ill-trained Punch and judy dog tries to escape backwards through his frill collar sir christopher covered with lime-wash cherished a bleeding thumb and the almost crazy monkey tore at giuseppe's hair the men on both sides reeled but the woman stood her ground. idiots she said and once more idiots i could have gladdened a few convicts of my acquaintance with a photograph of lord lundie at that instant madame he began wonderfully preserving the roll in his voice it was a monkey sir christopher sucked his thumb and nodded take it away and go she replied go away i would have gone and gladly on this permission but these still strong men must ever be justifying themselves lord lundie turned to the husband who for the first time spoke i have rented this house i am moving in he said we ought to have been in yesterday the woman interrupted yes we ought to have been in yesterday have you slept there overnight?" said the man peevishly no i assure you we haven't said lord lundie then go away go quite away cried the woman they went in single file down the path they went silently restrapping the organ on its wheels and rechaining the monkey to the organ damn it all said pen they do face the music and they do stick by each other in private life ties of common funk i answered giuseppe ran to the gate and fled back to the possible world lord lundie and sir christopher constrained by tradition paced slowly then it came to pass that the woman who walked behind them lifted up her eyes and beheld the tree which they had dressed stop she called and they stopped who did that there was no answer the eternal bad boy in every man hung its head before the eternal mother in every woman who put these disgusting things there she repeated suddenly Penfentenyou, premier of his colony in all but name left jimmy and me and appeared at the gate if he is not turned out of office that is how he will appear on the day of armageddon well done you he cried zealously and doffed his hat to the woman have you any children madam he demanded yes too they should have been here to-day the firm promised then were not a minute too soon that monkey escaped it was a very dangerous beast might have frightened your children into fits all the organ-grinder's fault a most lucky thing these gentlemen caught it when they did i hope you aren't badly mauled sir christopher shaken as i was i wanted to get away and laugh i could not but admire the scoundrel's consummate tact in leading his second highest trump an ass would have introduced lord Lundy, and they would not have believed him it took the trick the couple smiled and gave respectful thanks for their deliverance by such hands from such perils not in the least said lord lundie anybody any father would have done as much and pray don't apologize your mistake was quite natural a furniture man sniggered here and lord lundie rolled an eye of doom on their ranks by the way if you have trouble with these persons they seem to have taken as much as is good for them please let me know er good morning they turned into the lane heaven said jimmy brushing himself down who's that real man with the real head and we hurried after them for they were running unsteadily squeaking like rabbits as they ran we overtook them in a little nutwood half a mile up the road where they had turned aside and were rolling so we rolled with them and ceased not till we had arrived at the extremity of exhaustion you you saw it all then said lord lundy rebuttoning his nineteen-inch collar i saw it was a vital question from the first responded Penfentenyou and blew his nose it was by the way do you mind telling me your name summa penfentenius great idea has gone through a little chipped at the edges but in fine and far-reaching shape his opposite number worked at it like a mule a bewildered mule beaten from behind coaxed from in front and propped on either soft side by lord Lundy of the compressed mouth and the searing tongue sir christopher Tomling has been ravished by the argentine where after all he was but preparing trade routes for hostile peoples and now adorns the forefront of pen advisory board this was an unforeseen extra as was jimmy's gratis full length it will be in the year's academy of Penfentenyou who has returned to his own place now and again from afar off between the slam and bump of his shifting scenery the glare of his manipulated limelight and the control rolling of his thunder-drums i catch his voice lifted in encouragement and advice to his fellow-countrymen he is quite sound on ties of sentiment and alone of colonial statesmen ventures to talk of the ties of common funk herein i have my reward end of section eleven